0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin This is Hashem Feedback and Insight Share number 109 There's so much that goes on between a husband and wife that can be eased and soothed and calmed by a smile by a laugh, by a certain lightness that you both recognize that whatever the issue may be and wherever it is, it doesn't have to come between them We could, we could connect with one another We could deal with this together And the key is is that very often humor when used the right way can be tremendously healing now of course you have to be careful that you don't use humor the wrong way for example you use it where you very often people don't want to talk about something so they change the subject and they crack a joke that's not healthy because you're avoiding uh, honest communication or using sarcasm so you need to learn how to use humor productively and in a healthy way to bring you closer together because one of you may be more literal and won't understand the humor may got get hurt by it but if you learn to understand each other where you see certain types of humor that you have make your husband laugh or make your wife laugh and 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 lighten up for real then use that type of humor other type of humor where you see that uh they feel it's corny or whether it's uh too sharp or whether it bothers them so you don't use that type of humor so it is a balance to understand what it is but once you learn how to use humor the right way in a way that makes your wife or husband laugh and lighten up and and feel connected you laugh together that is a very healthy nice part of marriage it's a nice part of the friendship that you the two of you are building and again, the, we, we said, "I extremely careful, not sarcasm, because humor used the wrong way is poison. it's like letsonus and it's toxic, but at the same we're, we're using it to, at the expense of, of of somebody or whatever it is. but we're not talking about that type of humor. We're talking about a humor here that is more innocent, more light, it's not at the expense of anyone else, no ulterior motive other than to cheer up your husband or your wife. And if you know how to use that type of humor, especially if your husband or wife said, you know, I appreciate when you lighten up the situation by doing that, then use humor that also, like everything else, can be used for HaVadus Hashem. Another thing to know is that with marriage, some... Sometimes there is hurts and disappointments and misunderstandings or misopportunities or sometimes one of us overstepped the boundary and crossed a, a line into the boundary of, of the other spouse that they shouldn't have or sometimes we have unreasonable expectations sometimes we could be insensitive, we can make mistakes, so when these things happen, which is a normal part of living it it is not healthy to bury it under the rug or to pretend it didn't happen or to ignore them Uh, Because that doesn't benefit anyone. It'll just fester. It's better to be realistic. Appreciate that the two of you are trying hard. You're trying to go up the mountain of life. Difficulties come along, and those difficulties are expected. The fact that things are not smooth sailing is normal. The fact that the two of you are not in sync with each other sometimes, or even often at times when it's stressful, is perfectly normal. And both of you meet, need to realize this. and 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 you could do things that could just alleviate that stress by understanding this. Not to let it accumulate. Don't let it fester inside. Work within yourself. Try to see what's bothering you. Realize sometimes you could just forego it it's it's really no big deal you realize it sometimes you need to talk about it with your husband or wife so you work out a time to talk about it but you don't let it fester you don't let the resentment build you don't keep quiet when it's bothering you but you have an open communication first work with yourself and then when you feel you know it's something that i should share then share it because the healthiest thing in a marriage the most healthiest thing in the marriage is cleaning the slate. Don't let the hurts accumulate. It's we're emulating Hakadosh Baruch Hu by doing that. It says, "Hamar we call Shana There's a huge amount of avaris and resentments and things Hakadosh Baruch Hu in us that are not so mesuder. And Yankiper with true tshuva, Hashem wipes it away. He doesn't let it accumulate beyond that. And it's like your and kipp, It's like you lighten the load. The Truth is, you don't have to wait till uh, till yom kippur. If you ask, this is brought down in svarim. Every erev yichaydish, then you and you do a mechil ask mechil on the chaydish. It wipes away. Or every night, even better. The svarim say that. Don't wait till yom kippur. Every night, you ask mechilah from Hashem for the things you did wrong and do tshuva on it. That it lightens the load, and then, and that's what Hashem does for us. So we need to do that for each other in marriage. Don't let there be build up. Clean the slate. Be Michael each other. Don't let it morph into something big, into something something that is like becomes a mountain from a from a small thing. Let deal with that smaller thing and clean it up and start with a new slate. Let go get forgive each other. Make room for mistakes also. And make room that each one can repair the mistakes. That's called being human. That's called a bus of a dumb. We're not malachim. We make mistakes. We may sometimes hurt our spouse. We don't really mean it, and then we realize later we we, we, we we had a misstep. But when you... The idea is Hashem. Hashem is not telling you I'm not expecting... Hashem is not expecting you not to have missteps in life. Hashem wants you just to recognize when you make a misstep, and then do what you need to repair it. That's Avedis Hashem. That's Avedis HaKidosh. And that's the one of the main nekudas of marriage I'll try to remember to make a copy of this but even if I don't, please listen carefully this is what I'm going to say now are phrases and words that you use that make a big difference in, in, in repairing in a holy way in healing your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if the wrongdoing is Bain Adam but with, between your husband and wife these words, listen carefully I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You're right. I didn't understand. Forgive me. I'll try to remember going forward. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I forgive you. I learned so much from you. I'm so happy to be married to you. I want to understand you. I want you to kn- I want to know you better and better. I trust you and us to keep growing and learning. And, 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 and you keep on using those words and those encouraging things when there's turbulent times to connect to each other. When you forgive, HaKadosh Baruch Hu opens up a big bracha for you. You think you know, you're, you're doing your spouse a favor by forgiving your spouse. You're doing yourself the biggest chesed. It relieves such a burden. It widens the big bracha. It, Hashem, There's nothing better than what Hashem wants Than to repair a marriage This is something that people don't understand Obviously if you have a marriage Where you try, to, that, that, that you, you, you try to really always get along And it's beautiful Of course Hashem loves that What Hashem loves And I would think Hashem loves in a way even more When you know you're human And there was a bump in the road And you made a misstep Whatever the misstep was Hashem has tremendous nachas ruach when you ask that Mechila, when you self-correct, and you talk to your wife or your husband, and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you, I'm going to be better going forward, I'm going to work on myself, and so on. And, and Hashem has a tremendous, tremendous Nachas Ruach. That's what He wants to hear from us also, by the way, with the own Bein Adam Lamokim, um Tshuva, that He wants us to turn to Him, to turn to Him for forgiveness. He doesn't want you to suffer. Sometimes it's fascinating, you learn Chazals, where Hashem gets upset when he gives more Yisurim to a person. Let's say uh, he, 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 uh, the person's not getting the message, and Hashem is basically giving him a little bit of a bump in the road to say, do chuva, call out to me, and I'll make your life better. And they don't, and they don't listen, and they continue their, their negative path. So Hashem is forced sometimes to give them a harder thing so they could hit rock bottom. But Hashem doesn't want to do that to Etzem. Why should he... You know, I, I don't want to... Hashem is really telling a person, please, don't, don't have me be forced to give you a situation where you, you, you have so much pain and you hit rock bottom till you realize to turn to me. Realize it now and turn to me now. And you see in Chazal so many of that aspects. And the same thing in marriage is so important. Why wait for things to deteriorate and get worse? Repair it right away. Clean the slate. And don't feel bad that it's been years. Start now. You start with that clean slate. Then, of course, talking about a physical union. It's part of a marriage. It's unto a world of itself. We gave other shurim about it. Many. It's a subject that can never be omitted And frankly, you know, I I know some marriage books and, you know, they talk about other aspects of marriage, which is beautiful. But if you want the whole totality of marriage, there's no way around it. There's no way around when you want to have an all-comprehensive book or shiurim on marriage that takes out and does not discuss the importance of the physical union, the sexual union between a husband and a wife. You can't omit that subject. It is one of the most deepest... Uh, aspects of connecting a husband and wife together. Hashem made it that way. Hashem made a man and a woman a powerful need and bond to unite with one another. And it is so, so important that a man experiences that. When he is with his wife, he's experiencing what they call in Kabbalah, Mayim Nukvim, feminine waters, and he has a chiyas from it. He can't get it by himself. He needs to get that is that life force, from being with his wife, that mayim nukvim, that feminine waters. And a woman, also, she needs to partake. She is a woman, but she needs to partake and receive some of the masculine energies that fulfill her and enhance her. The exchange is, the exchange is mutual. Yes, and typically we learn, we learn that a husband is the nice thing, is the giver, and the, and the wife is a receiver, but it's really a two-way street. Both are giving, both are receiving, and it elevates them. This is the secret Kaida HaKadoshim reserved for those devoted to living a Tyre life, that Hashem wants this for them. Hashem wants this for them, with the exception of Moshe Benu later, after Kabbalah uh, Satyre, where he said, that's different. Everyone else, could be Avram, Yitzchik, and Yaakov, no matter what, no. Shuvu lachem Go to your tents. Go to your tents. Shuvu, go back. Go back, and that's where you're, the, the height of Kabbalah Satar comes, by being with your husband and with your wife. And in early marriage, parts of marriage, there could be be bumps in the road in these areas. In later parts of marriage, if there's a drifting, there could be bumps in the road. But one needs to remember, don't lose, ignore it, don't lose sight of the important aspects of being together physically and connecting physically, of course, together with the emotional connection like we always discussed in so many shiurim. Another thing every husband and wife needs to realize is that you have a certain energy that everything that you do and say and think and feel, and you come into a room, your husband and your wife feel it. So what happens a lot of times that one needs to realize is that when you're upset, there's a certain upsetness that spills out in the room. When you're joyful, it spreads out. Someone walks into a room and there's some other people that are there that are upset or sad or in pain. You feel those emotions, some people more than others. You know, it depends how sensitive your nature is. But the key really is, is that you're responsible for your saviva. You know, there's a famous story where we saw Solander and El where someone was so uh, um into his mind and heart with El and worrying about the Imadin that he didn't smile and he looked upset and worried. And and Rosh Hashanah said something, I forgot the exact notion, but because of your LL, I have to suffer, meaning that your face is a and you smile, and you resonate that. So what's important between a husband and wife very often is, is sometimes if something's bothering you, or you're upset about something, or you're very tired, you're not feeling well, it's not just you know, what you're feeling, but without even realizing it, it, lead, it, leads a, it leaves an aura where your husband or wife senses it, senses there's something wrong and gets a little uneasy or distressed with your distress. So when that happens, it's very important. You don't have to go into details, but to tell your husband and wife openly, you know, I'm just very tired now, I'm not my because when they're not themselves, when they're themselves and they're their joyous regular self, you feel it, you're comfortable. When you see that they're not, you know, something's off, you get nervous. So it's very important to tell your spouse sometimes, don't be nervous. I'm not my I'm out of sorts a little bit because you know I'm I'm tired or I'm not feeling so well, or or something's bothering me. I'm gonna talk about it later, but don't worry, it's not you. And you know, whatever it is, this way that when the other spouse feels that nervous vibes or negative vibes, they're not nervous about it, they realize their spouse is going through something that they'll talk about later, and not and they won't be, um, you know, uh, disconcerted with it. Another thing that's important is this is a, a hard part is when you see you're trying in a marriage and your spouse seems not to be in a different page altogether and it's not not working and we because it's too big of a topic to go into full detail sometimes you have to go to outside sources there are situations where unfortunately divorce is necessary where when one is doing all the work and the other one seems to be have checked out and it seems like there's no way to to connect, but you go to outside parties, see if it can be worked out. But that sometimes happens. But very often, in marriages that seem hopeless, they're not hopeless, although they may seem hopeless. But what happens when um, you know you, you 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 know you're you're trying, you got into the mode where you're trying, and your 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 husband or wife gave up already, or there was a point where they didn't give up yet, but now they already gave up for whatever reason. So. It's complicated, but the idea being is, when a person looks deep into themselves first, the relationship with yourself, your own self work, your own self love, to say to yourself, "I don't know how this is going to end, and I don't know how this is going to work out. And I know it seems like it's not fear. What? Why should I have to do all the work? And my husband or wife is like you know not there with me, but." When you fill yourself up with your self-love and self-care and also saying, what can I work on myself? On to becoming, whether my husband or wife is responding appropriately or not, but what could I do to work on my own personality? Then when you do that, you do that inner work yourself. When you daven tashem, ta you ask Him for guidance, you ask Him for help and and you want to understand how I could be I hope it's not too late but how could I be a better husband how could I be a better wife it seems like my my spouse is not interested anymore but what could I do and you work as best as you can with a normal healthy reason never being a shmata. we're not talking about something like that going you know but just being healthy acting like a healthy person what happens a lot of times is is once you behave that way for a while Hashem helps that you have a clearer picture now and you understand your husband better and your wife better, why they're distancing themselves. You see their strengths more. You understand their weaknesses more. And you, basically, the idea being, and I know it seems sometimes not fear, I know it sometimes feels very difficult, it's very, very hard as an adult to look long and hard at yourself, to motive, to understand yourself and what role you take. Your husband or your wife could be flawed in many ways. And even if an objective party says they're the main reason why this marriage has this difficulty now. But nevertheless, if you look deeply at yourself and you move out of this victim mode, you say, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim even if this marriage will not work out. And I ask the Shiloh and things have to go the other direction. But I'm not a victim. I'm a participant in this marriage, as long as it's lasting. And I'm a participant even in those scenarios where divorce is necessary. I'm a participant in this marriage, in working out that relationship to get to that point in a healthy way, if that's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm also a a, a full-fledged participant in this marriage, if indeed there is hope that this could get back on track. And what happens is when you do that self-work... you'll appreciate things. What's the proof? Because there were things early in marriage where you initially did appreciate things about your husband or wife and where, where they were able to provide certain things. Something happened along the way, or many things happened along the way. But when you look at yourself deeply, and sometimes hopefully to have conversations that your spouse is willing to have with you, and putting in a certain amount of energy and effort into yourself that could create a change. Now, what happens is if after that all that effort, it's not changing, then you indeed go to a rav, a mentor, a competent person, explain the situation, hopefully together with your spouse, but even alone, whichever way it is, explain everything you've tried very hard for it to work, and you see, you know, sometimes you have to grieve over that fact. That's the way it is, and it's sad. Again, you get hadracha but sometimes things could indeed change. Sometimes the decision to stay in the marriage, not stay in the marriage, is a difficult process, but you work towards yourself in the way, you know, and let HaKadosh Baruch Hu lead your life as best as, as, as and try as best as you can. So, again, so in this year, we talked about various aspects over here, which are very, very important to understand, that um, we need to have a clean slate with one another, clear and repair, and let each other have a clean slate. It's very, very important to start afresh and new, like a Kaddish who does for us. Talked about the importance of the physical union, and we talked about how your aura of when you're not in, out of sorts, your spouse feels it. So you should let them know so they don't get alarmed by it. And to just say, you know, I'm just not feeling well, or I'm tired, or something's bothering me, but it's nothing to do with you. So, so, so then your, your, your wife or husband shouldn't feel alarmed or upset at that negative vibe that they're feeling now, that you're not yourself. And to, what, to, what to do if nothing changes is, again, to do your inner self work, but also to ask guidance and ask for siyata deshmaya. Sometimes that inner work could affect a major change. And even if it doesn't, you did the right thing and you grew in the process. Baruch